It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spartan Pride Podcast. Fans First Sports Network, Jonathan Shop with you. Middle of the week around college football we go. And this week we got a little bonus. Michigan State basketball back in action. Not looking ready to play, to be quite honest. Champions Classic last night. Michigan State loses 74-65. We're going to start there today. This game was lost in the first half. If you saw the game, you know what I mean. Michigan State had a whole lot more shots than Duke. Didn't make anywhere near enough of them. Really bad shooting for Michigan State. Some disorganization. Some really not smart fouls, to put it nice. So Michigan State at half is down 31-20. to 20. The second half, Michigan State wins that 45-43, but... Make no mistake, this game was lost by Michigan State in the first half. Spartans had 63 shots. That's a lot. That was 14 more than Duke had when the game was all said and done. The shooting was just really bad. There's no really way around it. The three points, six out of 19, that wasn't really as much of a problem in the Classic this year. The problem was... First half shots were just really, really bad. Michigan State should have probably been up at about nine. Should have been up about three possessions at half. And had they done that, they'd probably win the game. Also, free throws. Duke takes 30 foul shots. Michigan State takes only 12, making only seven of those. Duke out rebounds Michigan State 36-33. It's very, very early for Michigan State basketball, but this is not a really good team right now they're not off to a good start they got a lot of work to do 
and probably a little more work than uh, was expected. It's not a knock on the kids suggesting that they were getting too built up in their hype and how excited and this is the best recruiting class in a long time and we're going all the way, baby. Yee, nah, nah, <laughs> doesn't look like it right now, does it? So a really good serving of humble pie for Michigan State basketball here very, very early on. They fall on their face, trip and fall on their face in a loss at home to James Madison. Southern Illinois, or Indiana, they do some things. And then they absolutely lost this game to Duke. I don't think Duke's a better team. They, they just plain lost, if not gave it to them. Quick turnaround, they're going to play Friday against Butler. And honestly, until proven otherwise, no game is a sure thing for Michigan State. It's a point of the schedule that is interesting. They're going to be with Butler Friday night, Alcorn State Sunday, Arizona on Thanksgiving, and then an interesting spot in the schedule. The following Tuesday, they host Georgia Southern. After that, on the 5th of December, thankfully, Big Ten play begins. You're listening to a guy that wants Big Ten play to start as soon as needed for everybody to play each other twice in the Big Ten, even if it had to start before Thanksgiving. So I'm excited that that's coming, but at the same time, there's not much time. Michigan State is behind a little bit right now. Michigan State basketball has some real work to do. They've got some games to get it done, but you are sitting here today at the 14th of November, three weeks from, well, the the Champions Classic is the 14th of November, three weeks from the 14th, is the start of Big Ten play. The big one between now and then is Arizona. Butler is not one to sleep on. Really, none of these games are safe anymore. We're in the era of the transfer portal. You saw what James Madison brought in. Michigan State basketball has a lot of work to do. Unlike years past, I think they're going to get the work done quicker because of the schedule, because of the way college basketball is right now. But, look, if you want to sugarcoat, this is the wrong spot. They let that game against Duke get away in the first half. That's where the game was lost. It was not a good performance. There's a lot of work to do. We'll see how they... We'll see what they take from the game. I think more than anything, it's time, especially for some of the upperclassmen, take the lesson and move on and apply it forward. We saw some mistakes made by some of the upperclassmen against Duke, especially in the first half, that should not have been made. They, they should not have been made. You don't look for and don't expect players of that experience level to make those kind of mistakes. Spartan Pride Podcast, we're fans' first sports network. We're going to go around the world of college football next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Around the world of college football, we are at week 12. Can you believe it? I bet you can. I hope you're enjoying some of that maction that we're getting midweek. Gotta love the maction. If you love this game as much as some of us do, you're all over the maction. You can practically get a max scouting report at this point. It's a good way to make those days go by there in the middle of the week. 
isn't it? It's not bad at all. Let's do the pick six, the six most interesting games in the history of the sport this week. Let's just pick one that's not. Chattanooga to Alabama, that one's not going to make it, nor is University of Louisiana Monroe at Ole Miss. But I do want to make the point that the SEC has historically been wise to schedule a semi-bye week during the month of November. That has helped a lot of their teams close the season well. It's not a guarantee, though. Once upon a time, Michigan State had an absolute bye week the week before playing for the Big Ten at Penn State, and they got absolutely hammered because Penn State was that much better of a team. So the point is, just because it's a bye week, it's not a guarantee that you're dealing with something really good. Now, the first game this week is very, very clearly in Clemson, South Carolina. Number 24, UNC. After a wild survival against Duke, UNC going to Clemson. Dabo Swinney looks like he stayed too long. He stayed long enough that now people are asking him if he might go to Texas A&M. Clemson is 6-4. North Carolina is 8-2. This is a classic game where you would think Clemson is going to win. This is a classic where you take Clemson. UNC at Clemson. The Battle of Kansas is must-see. Kansas State and Kansas are having two of the better years that we've ever seen. Kansas State is at Kansas. Oof. How wild was it last week for Kansas? I was real excited for Kansas. I thought they were going to own Texas Tech and kill them. Their quarterback goes out early. It's awfully difficult late. They lose at the buzzer. They're going to be salty. If the quarterback is back, I like Kansas to hold serve at home in what should be a relatively entertaining ball game. Out west, you've got Washington at Oregon State. Some folks will have some interest in the coach at Oregon State, Jonathan Smith. I don't see it, but how decent can... I mean, really, how... you got to score to, to stay with Washington. So Oregon State, they've scored over 40 points a bunch this year. Um, they scored 62 last week. You think that's probably a good idea. Typically, it's not at the college level. Um, that could be a tough one. But Washington going into Corvallis could be a squirrely place to play with weather. Let's see what kind of weather situation we have there for that one. Texas is going well. Iowa State goes out and hammers BYU and Provo, which is not easy. This is one of those where if things are going well for Iowa State, they find a way to keep it close. I don't know if that's going to happen this week. Texas appears like they have a... It's not that they have a, a schematic advantage, but they have a coaching advantage. Texas and Steve Sarkeesian, they do a good job of putting their players in position to succeed. And they're going to be more difficult to beat in the middle 20s, folks. This is not going to get worse for Texas. Texas looks like they're on, they have been receiving therapy to wake up and they look like they are awakening again look for texas in the 2020 middles to be really good we got a couple more here it is interesting in a sense ucla usc cross down showdown future big 10 game at memorial stadium memorial coliseum in los angeles which i'm not sure if they're gonna dial that thing up to be part of the 
Olympics coming to Los Angeles at the end of the decade, but I would expect that they are. A lot of rumor that Chip Kelly's going to be fired. I don't know why Chip Kelly... I, I, I don't really get it, to be honest with you. Um, he doesn't have a great personality for a college head coach, to put it nicely. He's failed at the NFL level. He's not going back there as a head coach. So I don't know what would be next for Chip Kelly, and I also don't know why UCLA would fire Chip Kelly. I don't know who they think they are, but um, not sure that's the way to start going into the Big Ten. At the same time, there's 10 million people in Los Angeles County. You need a people person at that job at UCLA if you're going to have some measure of success. I don't like the Georgia at Tennessee game that much. I think that's going to be a beatdown. But I do like Utah at Arizona. Jed Fish is a real good coach. Probably going to have opportunities after the year, maybe someplace like UCLA, maybe at the NFL level. Arizona has won four games in a row. They are a little bit hot. Utah, you always think, oh boy, they are tough. They are really well coached. They come up just a hair short athlete-wise. This is not a game that they should be short on athletes. This is a really good game. It's a really good game, yet I hate to say it, it's another one that nobody is going to see. The soon-to-be-defunct Pac-12 network has this one. If you're wondering why you can't see all these Pac-12 games, Pac-10 games that you want, this is why. It's too bad. So many of us are going to miss Utah at Arizona, but it looks like it's going to be a game. Week 12 in college football. That's a pick six for you. These are the most interesting games, folks. You know this. You've heard this. You know our record at picking these. It's so much fun to look at these and kind of picking. We're kind of looking at the menu for the week and picking what we want to eat relative to football consumption. And it is a good menu this week as we get just a little bit ready for what's coming next week with the feast, if you will. Around the world of college football we go. You know what the big story in the sport is? I have a feeling you do. But maybe there's a few things I need to remind some folks of or clear up. And we're going to do that next on this Spartan Pride podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Georgia jumps Ohio State for number one in the new CFP rankings that came out last night. I don't think that matters very much. These things will play themselves out. There's really no reason to worry about them quite yet. Texas A&M decides to dump Jimbo Fisher and eat the money. I really don't know why they would do that. Besides the cost, I'm not sure there's an immediate upgrade for them. The Fantasyland idea that they're going to go get Dan Campbell out of the NFL. Dan Campbell is preparing for the best teams at the highest level of his sport. Why would he want to come back and prepare for... Texas Arcana, or a whole bunch of other folks that you have to play. It's not like they're playing 12 SEC games a year. I don't know. 
I don't think so. It's bananas. As I mentioned when I left this, uh, covering this sport actively, um, or as actively at the end of the Peach Bowl, you know, the college football looked like it was out of control without any leadership and it was going to get crazy. And boy, would I, did I way underestimate that. There is a twist, though. I think it's a good twist for Michigan State. Look, Michigan State's going to have a pitch to make to Lane Kiffin. Well, Lane Kiffin, he didn't take the Auburn job. Where is he going to go? Well, let's think about that for a second. Lane Kiffin's never going to win the college football playoff at Ole Miss. He practically admitted as much when he talked after they lost to Georgia last week about, I think, Georgia having 24 five-stars and they had one. So Lane Kiffin now is probably going to have some options. Michigan State should absolutely try to talk with him. They should try to talk with him for a couple of reasons. The biggest is if he wants a change of scenery, and I mean a serious change of scenery and culture, they have that to offer at the Big Ten level. It's not the SEC. It's not quite as swarmy, swarmy, uh, sticky, scuzzy, however you want to describe it. it that's, that's not the way it is. So, They've got a chance to offer him something. You can get to the college football playoff for Michigan State. The resources are there. The history is there. The tradition is there. You can play foil down the road to Notre Dame and to Michigan. You can try to, uh, you know, topple Goliath going up against Ohio State. There's a lot to pitch there. And um, obviously it's a, it's a, look, it's probably a much better place to live than Mississippi uh, for a lot of reasons. Maybe not for everybody, but for a lot of folks, it's a better spot to be. Now, I don't know if Kiffin would be interested in it, but they've got something to pitch to him. And it is a, quite a contrast with what he would have at Texas A&M. You go to Texas A&M, the hamster wheel's running quicker. They just fired Jimbo Fisher. They paid him a boatload of money, but w was that really a good move for Fisher? If Fisher looks back years down the road, I'm not saying he shouldn't have left from Florida State when he did, but... Is he going to think, boy, I'm glad I took that job? I don't think so. Texas A&M is a long way south. It's a long way away from a lot. If you're a Texas guy, probably works great. If you're not, I'm not sure that's the job that you want to take. The point is, I think Michigan State's case with Lane Kiffin is actually really helped by Texas A&M being open. Giffen may not be interested in Texas A&M, but he's aware of it. Same thing with Michigan State. He's going to be aware of the opening. Michigan State has an interesting pitch to make to Lane Kiffin, and they need to make that to him very quickly. The Egg Bowl is back in its rightful place on Thanksgiving night. I hope you enjoy it. If it's interesting, if you get a chance to catch it, sometimes it's a lot of fun. It used to be the only college game on Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving night, and it had a nice little spot where all eyes were on the state of Mississippi. All eyes will be on that in the college football world on Thanksgiving night. But as soon as Black Friday, there's going to be a lot, a lot, lot of eyes, a lot of eyes on Lane Kiffin. Now, lastly, we got to talk about the story, of course, with Michigan and what's coming next. And we're going to do that in a second on the Spartan Bride podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's become hard for a lot of people to believe what they're seeing out of Ann Arbor. The way Michigan is handling this, the comments from other folks at the university, other coaches, administrators, has people scratching their heads. What in the world is going on there? I don't know. It is bizarre. More bizarre is seeing Jim Harbaugh the other day think he's going to a hearing on Friday, getting ready to talk and talking about a few good men. Guy doesn't sound like he has a damn clue what's going to go on on Friday. Not a clue at all. What in the world is going on there? A lot of rumors this week, rumors out of Las Vegas, rumors out of NCA, traveling to this school and that school around the Big Ten to Central Michigan, etc. What I can tell you is this investigation, these things, they are continuing at a feverish pace because there's obviously 13 other Big Ten teams, probably the four coming in, that are trying to figure out what in the world they're doing with any kind of eligibility for any postseason play this year at Michigan. And surely the Big Ten commissioner is already well down that track. Did you read the letters from the Big Ten? Anybody who tells you there's no evidence of this or that, they probably haven't read that or they don't understand English very well. Go on the Big Ten website. Read the couple of letters that they wrote. It's really damning as so many people have said so far about what they have on Michigan. I don't think it really matters what the coach's situation is. I've said that before. Who cares about Harbaugh's ability to coach or not? That's not that that's a guppy. That's a guppy in this ocean. The big blue whale, the biggest fish of all is the actual competitions that have been compromised. The competitive integrity that Tony Petiti referenced in those letters. 1,200 or so opposing football players that have lined up against Michigan since 2021, probably without a fair shake or a fair chance with them having stolen all of or some of the signs. You listen to Peyton Thorne, he says, you know, I heard that and I thought, huh, I immediately thought of a couple plays in the game last year. Well, yeah, yeah. How about that pretty much every single week and every single game that they've played, probably since 2021? This story is just at the very beginning, but I don't think, I I have no idea what's going on at Michigan. I'm hearing that there are people at Michigan beyond besides themselves about how the university is handling this and their football coach trying to suggest that they should be America's team after they've been busted for cheating. Like that's some kind of American ideal? Holy cow. Surely there'll be more on this story soon. 
But I would suggest that you don't get distracted by the small deal of whether Jim Harbaugh is their coach. That, that's really not significant. What is significant is, is Michigan eligible to play in the postseason in 2023? I don't think they should be. Now, the Big Ten may only be able to control their part of it. And how soon do games get forfeited? Again, vacating wins is not going to be enough here. That, that's not what I would expect the ultimate outcome to be. And I expect the ultimate outcome to fall before July 1st of next year. This is such a wild story. It looks like the biggest on-field scandal that we have seen in modern era, at least the modern era. And I cannot believe how Michigan is handling it. You're not the only one. If you're like, wait a minute, what did that person say? What did the president say? What did John Harbaugh say at Baltimore? What the world does John Harbaugh know about this thing? Is he part of the investigation team? So many people way off base here, losing sight of the big picture. I don't care that this is Michigan or Jim Harbaugh. It'd be the same approach and thought process if it was any Big Ten team or any team in the country. Are you kidding me? So much more to come. It's going to be interesting, but boy, is it a drag. It's not a story that is a whole lot of fun to even watch or pay attention to, and it's been rather distasteful how Michigan has handled it so far. Around the world of college football we go. We also touched on Spartan basketball to kick this off, this edition of the Midweek Spartan Pride Podcast. Yes, we will be back on Friday to talk once again and preview Michigan State, this time Michigan State at Indiana, noon on Saturday. I will talk to you on Friday here on the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the Spartan Pride Podcast. Podcast.